0: Uh, This morning, I wanted to um, deal with a subject that's near and dear to our hearts. Faith. Something we talk about occasionally, but I I want us to comprehend and to begin to value our faith. Uh, What it is to believe God. Can Can I tell you this morning... Faith isn't determined by how loud you shout after a victory. Faith is determined by how loud you shout in the midst of a problem. Faith is determined when you're staring at that wall, (laughs) that same wall that you've been staring at, and you praise God anyway. Uh, A lot of people can shout on the other side. I mean, it's a little easy to dance when the doctor tells you everything is good. Uh, when the big bonus comes through at work. Uh, when whatever positive, your, your family is all healthy and doing well. It's easy to shout then. Faith shouts when all of those things are going south on you. Faith looks at problems and praises God. Like Job said, uh, though he slay me, yet. Will I praise him? That's faith talking. Open your Bibles this morning to Mark uh, Mark chapter 9. We're going to just jump around a few verses and then uh, just dig into the subject of faith a little bit today. Mark chapter 9. Now, let me bring you, we're going to start at verse 21. Let me give you a quick synopsis to bring you up to where we are. Uh, A man who has a demon-possessed son... Brings him to Jesus' disciples, or we could say brings him to the church. And nothing happened. They prayed for him and nothing happened. Then he brings them to Jesus. Now, if you'll stand with me for the reading of the word, if you're able to stand, Mark chapter 9. And he, so he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? Jesus speaking. And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown himself into the fire and into the water to destroy him. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, and this is where I, I want us to, how many's ever been in a problem? If you have, you can probably relate well to this situation. One of my favorite, most transparent parts of the Bible, through tears and anguish, the father said, Lord, I do believe. But would you help my unbelief? Lord, I do believe. But that part of me that doubts, that part of me that hasn't completely surrendered to everything that God has for me yet, would you help me in that area? I'm so glad that Jesus didn't say, nope, get your faith right and come back. I mean, oh, Jesus loves transparency. Transparency. And in fact, I believe his statement of if you believe all things are possible was probably aimed more at the disciples standing around than it was at this dad in anguish that that was trying to get his son delivered. Now, turn with me real quick to Matthew chapter 17 if you want to. Matthew 17 verses 19 and 20. we also have it up on the wall too i've been preaching off the wall for years then the disciples came to jesus privately and said why could we not cast it out jesus said to them because of your unbelief for assuredly i say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you and then one more scripture in luke we're just doing a sword drill through the gospels i guess luke chapter 17 verse 5 and 6 the apostles said to the lord i'm sorry the apostles said to the lord Increase our faith. How many, Lord, increase our faith? Amen. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up and by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Uh, Father, I thank you for the word this morning. I pray God that faith as a seed... God, that's planted in our spirit, grows to maturity. And God, that produces more fruit. Lord, as we learn to walk and believe you for the impossible things that line up with your will, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Greater faith is the key to unlocking doors that have previously been locked to you. We, most of us, now I'm just going to talk honest because that's all I know how to do. Function with very little faith. We do things when the checkbook says we can do them not when god says that we should do them we believe that we are healed when the doctor's report says that we are healed not when the word of god declares that we are the healed of the lord it 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 it, and i don't even know what i want us to begin to comprehend Faith, the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, most of you can say it with me. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. (laughs) The evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is that substance that you exchange for heaven. Faith is heaven's currency. Let let me me just say it this way. Rhonda's car last night showed me it was out of gas. Wouldn't you get gas? We were we were coming home from somewhere and tired. And she said, wouldn't you stop and get gas? I said, come on. I don't want to pump gas right now. Well, I'm out of gas. I said, well, how many miles you got left on there? Because her car tells her. It's about 44 miles. Away. We're about five miles from home. I'll get gas tomorrow. Uh, anybody ever? <laughs> I so I I, I only say that to say, to bring you to the point, Rhonda's car needs gas. Dominic's car needs gas. That's a knowledge that I have that her car needs fuel. I'm not worried about it because I have the money to put gas in her car. The reality is her car needs gas, but I have the currency that I need to get through this crisis. I have been in situations where I didn't have money and needed gas. Thank God it's been a few years. But the reality of the matter is that's a whole different walk, isn't it? it it Well, it's the same way in your faith. We don't deny the reality, okay, I have this sickness in my body, But I have faith because I have the currency that I need to get me through to the other side. (laughs) I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to walk through this time in my life. But the faith is what's going to bring me through to the other side. Can I tell you that more than you, the enemy is after your faith. Now, I I know I've done this illustration before, but... uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something, and I need a couple of helpers this morning. I was gonna get young Benjamin, but he slipped out on me. Uh, oh, I got Evan. Can you help me, yeah, yeah, yeah. E- Evan? The one. <laughs> oh, g- g- give me a give me two young men somewhere that will help me with a football. Uh, anybody? Brent, come on. <laughs> and uh, not a great spiral. Uh, now Brent has a football which let's say he's the running back okay he, he's uh he, he's pushing it out I'm the defender now my are you gonna be the defender for me all right you know the job of a defender You ever played football okay so you understand the defender that that front chair over there is, is his is his goal line now Let me change positions. Let me hold your football. Let me change positions here and be the quarterback, and he'd be the running back, okay? So I hike, and I'm going to hand you the ball. You're going for the goal. He is going to try to stop him, okay? Now, that looks tough, doesn't it? Um, now, Now, here's the thing. Two points I want us to see about this. Now, if you don't know about football, I'm sorry. I'm going to teach you some basics of football. I'm no football expert myself. But he's not really after Brent. He's after this football. This football represents Brent's faith. Now, I can prove that because if the running back drops the football, he's not going to try to tackle him. Why? Because he knows without this football, without faith, he has no value. You can run through the goal line all day long. Nobody's going to try to stop you, okay? But as long as he's got this football. Now, a good defender is going to do more than just try to stop him. Uh, You ever watch him? He's going to try to, and at the same time, he's punching this ball. Why? Because taking him out is not the main goal, knocking his faith out. Is the main goal. Sometimes we get knocked down, but if we can hold on to our faith. <laughs> yeah. Because the enemy is trying to take your faith the whole time. So I, I want you to understand, faith, <laughs> only not only is heaven's currency, it's heaven's football. And uh, so uh, as long as you've got it, the enemy is going to be after you. Yeah. And so when you begin to believe God for something, the devil's going to try to take you out. But the Bible says... That if the, if, if the goal line is the gates of hell, well, actually, I, you understand what I'm saying. The goal line, I guess, will be heaven. But right now, he's storming hell because the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the body of Christ. Now, so often, we've thought of that as meant, well, we can stand our own against the devil, we're stronger than the devil gates are never an offensive weapon have you well with one exception i think samson pulled some gates down and beat up a bunch of people but even that there's a, there's a message behind that we won't get into this morning but but gates are intended to defend you put a gate in your house it's because you want to keep people out So when Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, what he means is that the church can go right past the gates of hell. And we used to sing that song, Take Back What the Devil Stole From Me. (laughs) Because the gates of hell are not powerful enough if you have faith. Thank you. You've done a great job, Evan. Thank you, Brent. Here you go. Here you go. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a... Um, Tom, that's a Tom Brady football. <laughs> but uh, that's right. Now, but here, here's where here's where I want us to understand this morning. I want us to begin to value above everything else. And so the disciples, when they asked Jesus for something, they asked Jesus for a couple of things. They, they asked Jesus to to teach them how to pray, and they asked Jesus to increase their faith. They didn't ask Jesus to help them know how to have a successful fundraiser or to know how to build a successful church because they understood that if they had faith, they could do these things. The element to be successful and the element to be victorious is faith. So Jesus gave a tremendous illustration. He said if you have faith, as the grain of a mustard seed. Now, I keep a grain of mustard seed. That's a weird thing to keep. Well, I keep a grain of mustard seed. I, I broke out my old Bible this morning. I know I've told this in here before, and I, I don't use this Bible. kind of semi-retired this Bible because it falls apart on me. And but I broke out the old Bible this morning because I knew I was talking about faith. And right there in the front of that Bible. On August the 25th, 2000, uh, I taped a mustard seed in the front of that Bible that Tommy Tommy Barnett threw out in a conference I was in uh, as he was preaching on faith. I I went up behind the um, pulpit after the service, and I picked up a grain of mustard seed and taped it in the front of my Bible. And many times I've reminded myself that if we can have faith as a grain of mustard seed, so before we're done, if you, anybody wants to come get a mustard seed for me, I will be glad to give you a mustard seed as a reminder. That's why I keep them around. But mustard seed faith is not, we, we've talked a lot about mustard seed faith being the size of the mustard seed. And, and there's some, I think there's some legitimacy that you could take from that. Mustard seeds are, are very small. But I don't think it's the size of the mustard seed that is what's important in this illustration but the potential of the mustard seed see it doesn't matter what Je- I do think that there's some some reality that Jesus says if you can just have a little bit of faith you can have tremendous potential yeah. that God will do great things with you but only as you allow your faith to increase so a few elements in the process Of mustard seed faith increasing all that football playing I'm gonna take off my coat I'm gonna just talk real quickly about the process the process of mustard seed faith growing first of all in order for a mustard seed to grow I've had these mustard seeds for a long time they've not grown they're still a seed I've had that mustard seed in the front of my Bible for 22 years. It still hasn't grown. Can I tell you, if if you have been serving the Lord for a long time and your faith has not increased, you need to do something different. It's all right. Uh, It's all right to go through points and moments of low faith, but at some point, your faith needs to increase. That's why the disciples said, Lord, help us to increase our faith help our faith to grow. I want to be able to believe God for things bigger now than I could 20 years ago. My faith has matured. I used to be get more excited, more passionate maybe a long time ago, but I have faith at a more mature level that I can believe God for. Things that used to scare me to death don't bother me much anymore. Because I've learned to trust in the Lord. That God how many how many of you that God has brought you through some storms in life? Amen. <laughs> How many of you has God brought you through enough storms in life that when those same storms raise their ugly head up, you, don't, you just kind of shake yourself? Well, here we go again. But you don't get as frightened as you used to get to because God's brought you through them before. Now here's the reality of the matter. In order for mustard seed faith to grow... First, it has to be buried. (laughs) Your faith only grows through resistance, through opposition. If you have no opposition, you have no opportunity for your faith to increase. if if everything is always just handed to you without any opposition, without any problems, that's why Jesus said in this life you will have trouble. But if you don't have any opposition, but I, I don't want to end the verse there because then he said, but don't worry because I've overcome this world. But if you, if, you, if you don't have any opposition, then you want to... So listen, opposition, when you face opposition or persecution, when you face problems, I want you to look at This is an opportunity for me to learn how to pray. This is an opportunity for me to learn how to grow my faith. This is an opportunity for me to learn how to stand against the enemy. We, we do those things. We, uh, you know, I, I've said it many times, but without Goliath, you wouldn't even know who David was. Without opposition, we never can go to the next level. Don't be afraid. Listen, we all get things. We all get bad doctor's reports from time to time. We we all face problems in our personal life. We we, we lose things. We, We face troubles. But when we realize this is my opportunity to trust God and to hang on to the Lord and to pray and to learn how to become the man of God that God wants me to be, when you ask God to increase your faith you're asking him to help you press through the opposition not to remove the opposition it doesn't take faith if there is no opposition but no temptation first Corinthians says no temptation has ever overtaken you except such as common demand but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with every temptation will also make a way of escape. A way of escape is not quitting. Overcoming is not stopping in the middle. We've had too many times where we've just quit mid-process. But God is wanting us to push through. Secondly, second process in mustard seed faith. A mustard seed has to die to what it is to become what it is intended to be. You know, I used to tell people, yeah, I'm losing my mind. (laughs) But I'm I'm losing my mind, but I'm gaining the mind of Christ. I'm, I'm losing who I am so I can become who God wants me to be. I want to be less of that guy <laughs> that I used to be and more of what Christ has called me to be but in order to do that I have to be willing to let go of some things that are holding me to that old guy there are a lot of carnal Christians we use the word carnal Christians and everybody begins to think of Christians just living in outright sin and There's probably enough of that going around too. But when I'm talking about carnal Christians, I'm talking about Christians like I was talking about at the beginning of the service that really operate absent of faith. Most of what we do today, we could do with no faith. Most of the things, most of the churches that function could function as they're functioning without any element of faith being involved. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Because we, 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 we do everything by, and I, listen, God called us to be wise stewards. I, I don't think it's, it's good to, uh, to begin to build a house and not have enough to finish it. <laughs> he said count the cost. There's, 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 there's teaching in all of that. But at the end of the day, Lord, I want to do, God, only what you show me to do. We were in a business deal. And some opposition kept popping up. Well, many of you know we just bought a little cabin. So, so I'm not trying to cloak what we're trying to do. We were, we were just buying this cabin. And we kept having a little opposition with the sellers, and um, so I told the realtor, "This is three days before closing. We're ready to go to the closing table." And it had been just one thing after the other; they, they always had little issues coming up. And uh, we get ready to go to the closing table, and they said, "You know, we're not going to be ready to close for another couple of weeks." No, we had already pushed closing off before and i told my realtor i said you know I, you know that i'm a person of faith you know i was a pastor but you know that i'm a person of faith and, and i don't mean this in an ugly way I, I said but i'm sometimes spiritually hard of hearing anybody here ever spiritually hard of hearing <laughs> i said but all i know to tell you that if they can't close on this date I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm just going to take that as God saying, let's not pursue this anymore. So they called the seller and told him those very exact words, and believe it or not, they were able to close. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but a miracle happened. But honestly, I didn't mean that ugly. But how many knows that there are times that we have to put, put a, uh, okay, God, I need you to show me. I need you to tell me. You know, and sometimes, I, I'll be honest, uh, that's why I tell you guys, listen to your wives. Yes. <laughs> sometimes ladies just are able to tune into the spirit a little better than some guys. And, and, and a little more discerning than some guys. And, uh, you know, we're literally down there, we're fixing to go in and close. We drove back to North Carolina, and Ron is like, maybe we shouldn't do this at all. I said, are you kidding me? Here we are. We've, (laughs) but then after I finished my rent, I said we're going to lose the inspection fee. We're going to lose the appraisal fee. We're going to thousands of dollars. But I said if that's what you feel like the Lord is showing you, then that's what we'll do. We'll walk away. But through prayer, we decided, okay, this is the fleece, and and it worked out. Now that's I hate to tell such personal stories but I want you to begin to understand sometimes the enemy is going to come against you and you have to be willing to hear and you have to be willing to overcome opposition and you have to be willing to die to what you are to become what God has called you there was a time I couldn't do that Um, there, there was a time that you know I'm going to push through and bulldoze through it doesn't matter what it looks like but there's a time that I've learned to step back and say okay God not my will, but your will be done. Lord, if this is what you're showing me. It, I learned along, it doesn't matter what little cost I may lose now. I'm going to lose a whole lot more if I go outside of the will of God. Third thing, element of your faith is you must, you, you must feed your faith. Your faith must be fed. How do you feed your faith? Well, faith cometh how? Uh, by hearing and hearing what so the very first way we feed our faith is through the word of god hearing the word of god you know studying the word of god listening to the word of god um, you know so we by, by uh by the word by testimony that's why when, when sometimes i don't like to share things has anybody ever struggled with this I want to brag on God, but I'm sometimes concerned that by bragging on God, people will think that I'm bragging on myself. And so I just don't want to share something. Um, because, but I want God to be glorified. And, and, and the reality is, haters are going to be haters. <laughs> but, but those that have ears to hear. So, uh, when you share, a ble- I, I was sharing with somebody yesterday, last night. I said, How's your church doing? He said, Church is just doing fantastic. We are exploding at the seams. We're fixing that to go to multiple services because we can't contain the crowds. The, 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 the adults have had to give up the sanctuary because we're having over 120 teenagers come on Wednesday night. in the flesh i'm thinking oh yeah but i said i tell you what i celebrate that with you Wow, we're on the same team i said i am celebrating i said would you pray for that same move of god to come into our fellowship let's agree together listen faith Hears the testimony and rejoices in the goodness of God. Because if God does it for you, that means God can do it for me. If God heals you, then God can heal me. If God blesses you, then God can bless If you get a new car, that means God can get me a new car when I need one. So I celebrate. This, I, if, if that's not your, what you're hearing then you need to ask God to help. The the word of the testimony ought to increase your faith. So we need to, and then fellowship together. Iron sharpens iron. You know, we need to come together. We need to be in the house of God. We need to share together. Why? Because listen, first of all, I want to tell you something that'll blow your mind. It's not all about you. Sometimes it's about somebody else. Sometimes you just being present may be an encouragement or a strengthening, an example to somebody else. And then there are other, let me, let me tell you, I need you. Sometimes I think maybe you need me a little bit. I think we need each other. So we, and the only way we can do that is by coming together. So Fellowshipping is a way that we feed our faith. It's the way that we encourage our faith. I left Wednesday, uh, Thursday night, the, the um, chili cook-off. Uh, it was fun, but I left encouraged in the Lord. There was no preaching, there was no singing, a little bit of celebrating, a lot of chili. The music came later. <laughs> um, but, but some of y'all have ears to hear. But, um, but, but here's the reality of the matter. We, 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 anytime you come together with a group of believers, we, we leave encouraged. And then um, I'm going I'm to just stop with this last point this morning that we're going to pray. Develop roots. Yeah. Grow where you're planted. Yeah. I, I don't know how many horticulturist is that the right word plant growers we have here but I think I'm saying the right things when I say this every time you transplant a plant that's a very volatile time for that plant and for at least a time usually there's a slowing in growth that was done well the right nutrition you can overcome and you can grow, but if you're transplanting every other month, when new fo- and we love new folks in the church, we celebrate them, we pray for them. God send in about a hundred next week, yes. Yes, yes, yes. but oftentimes if it's people that have been here and there and here and there and here and there i know when i finish talking to them they may just be here for a little while but if we get somewhere and we plant roots why when when you develop a root system that means you're going to overcome some storms you're going to have listen if you're going to stay in the same place you're going to go through some droughts you're going to go through some storms you're gonna go through some problems if you get married there's gonna be some problems if you get in a church there's gonna be some problems if you go to work for an employer there's gonna be some problems anywhere you plant yourself you get in a relationship there's gonna be some problems but I have found in the long run that when we learn to grow where we are planted, God has planted us somewhere for how I many knows your life isn't quite as happenstance as you might think. You may be where you are right now by the hand of God putting you there. So grow where you develop a root system be like the 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 psalmist (laughs) like the tree planted by the rivers when your root taps in (laughs) it doesn't matter what this upside looks like nearly as much as your root structure there there is a I, i preached this years ago but there's a uh there's a certain kind of bamboo tree and I, and I you plant it it's been a while since I've studied this thing but if I, I'm for at least the first five years after it's planted you see no upward growth at all But during that five years it's developing a root system. It's an amazing thing because, Then that, if if five years is the right time, and it's a certain length of time, that next year when it begins to grow, you can almost visually, day by day, see it growing. And it can grow to 50 feet tall. But for the first five years, you're just discouraged. How many of you have planted something, and you're believing God for it, and you're seeing no results? God, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've trusted you. Oh, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help my doubt, God. And then one day, hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the glory of god that thing springs forth with new life that thing that you've prayed for for five years or ten years or six months that thing that you've been believing god for that you began to almost want to just give up on but you knew that god gave how many have some promises that haven't come to reality yet do not let the enemy steal your faith As soon as he knocks the faith out of your hand, game over. That's why he's not worried about... He's all right with you being healthy as long as you're not believing God for anything. You're going to die soon enough anyway. But what he's really after is your faith what he's really after, and as soon as he can get you to drop your faith. That's why sometimes when you begin to believe God, sometimes we come up with all this opposition. It's why the apostle Paul... Where's my football? Here it is. Y'all didn't know the apostle was a football player. American football. It's why the apostle Paul ran the race. And he gets here to the finish line and he looks back at Timothy and says don't worry about me I kept the faith (laughs) and now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness not for me only but Timothy for you too I'm going on in (laughs) I'm scoring a touchdown because I kept the faith it's not a loss I think I might bring this football to my next Christian funeral <laughs> uh, it's not a loss it's a victory it's a score celebrate the goodness of God and if you drop the faith along the way then I, I remember one time and I'm closing I'm done, I'm done. Gregory you know played football he kept, he kept getting broke And he was always a lineman because he was always tall. And he, when, especially with the younger age, it was always a weight thing with Pop Warner and everything. So he was always the, the heavier guy on the team than the other guys. And so they would always put him on the line. And we were out at junior high. Now, he never, most linemen don't ever handle the football too much that's not their job their job is to knock over somebody Um, but I I remember we were in middle school and some reason they handed him the football and he's running a good three yards (laughs) and they pile on him and I'm dad's. I was actually working the chains on the side of the field. The chain guy. And I'm like, yes. And then you see out of that pile, a ball comes rolling. But then people didn't realize the ball had rolled out. I realized it because I'm standing. Then I see this little skinny hand reaching out from under the pile. <laughs> And he grabbed hold of the ball and pulled it back in. Now, my point is this. There's going to be times you're going to drop the ball. But guard your faith. Get it back. Be like this, Dad. Oh, God, I do believe. Lord, I believe. But if I'm going to just be honest with you, Jesus, I've watched my son get thrown into the fire. I've watched him get thrown into the water. I'm having a hard time. I see, I'm just talking to real people right now. I know what the Torah says. I know your teachings, Master. That's why I'm here. But I have doubt. I have fear. So, Lord, I do believe, but can you help my unbelief? Maybe that's what you need to pray this morning. God, I know in whom I have believed, but, Lord, can you help that part of me that struggles? Because what's happening? Doubt is punching that football. Opposition punching that football. It's trying to knock it free. Bow your heads with me this morning. How do you tell mature faith? How do you tell a mature plant? A mature plant produces like plants. A mature mustard seed produces more mustard seed. When your faith matures, you're going to encourage faith in other people. When your faith matures, people are going to look at you and they're going to say, I want what that guy has. I want what that lady has. I need what that person has. So I'm going to ask you this morning, heads bowed and eyes closed, first of all, I'm going to ask you this morning, maybe you're a little bit like that dad right now. Lord, I believe. But I need you to help the part of me that's doubting. I need you to help my unbelief. It's a real struggle. And I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray for you this one. Would you slip your hand up? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. not an odd place to be guys gals that's a typical place that we walk through in opposition but that means that the enemy is trying to steal your faith but that God has given you everything you need he surrounded you with defenders they're called angels they're going to fight with you. They're called saints in the church. Listen, we need to get along beside our brothers and sisters and help them fight through the moments. Why? Because when they score, they score for the whole team. It's important for me to for you to be victorious. Because then we're all victorious. If your mindset isn't there, and you need to change the way you're looking at things. Now, how many of you here this morning? And maybe you'd say, Pastor, I want to just give. I want to begin my journey of faith. I just want to start my journey of faith. I want to surrender my life to God. I don't even know what it is to believe God for impossible things. I've never had to trust God for anything. I, I've just never walked that way before. If that's you this morning, would you slip your hand up? So I can pray for you. All right. Now the last person I want to speak to. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Pastor, I feel like I have mature faith. I do believe God. I don't waver. I hold firm to the Word of God. But I need to develop faith in other people. Help me to be a disciple. Help me to to plant seeds of faith through my words and my actions and my testimony in those around me this morning. If that's you this morning, God bless you. I pray blessing over you. Let's all stand in the presence of the Lord. If you are believing God for anything this morning, look here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a few of these seeds in my hand. They're little. But if you're believing God for anything this morning and you want to just have something to remind you of your mustard seed faith. I'm just going to stand here. You just come on up and take a seed. Take a seed. That's your altar call this morning. Just come come receive a seed this morning in Jesus name. All right, guys. Listen principles of the mustard seed faith. A couple people said they were going to plant them. If you do, you watch that plant, you nurture that plant. We'll plant it and we'll celebrate together with the growth. Amen. Um, Bow your heads with me. Father, right now, thank you, Lord. God, you're a faith producing God. Lord Jesus, our faith is encouraged and lifted up this morning exalted in this place help us god lord not just to walk in faith first of all to walk in faith but not just to walk in faith but god help us to be planters of faith and those that we come in contact with to live a life of example for the glory of god in jesus precious name amen and amen god bless you